Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. season and it feels absolutely boss and to work so hard for it but they all dug in 
Kreutel will have a little bit. Go. We're just a game. And now we're doing all of a dancer on the pitch. Oh, it's a tight game won by Amoeba. It's a brilliant from Arnie Schreiger and the Amoeba. giving it loads to the West Ham fans which is uh, fantastic as well Connor Cody and Tarkovsky are coming over to the Garda Street they're both great again tonight two clean sheets in a row there comes Frank Lampard Everton at the best today, but that win's been coming. They deserve wins before. I'll be doing honors here now. It's absolutely slow now. He'd almost start a video with himself. Um, I don't know what was going on there, but it was great.
there we go. Also, one saying much there. What's that? One's a save of that. That winning feeling. But um, yeah, we have the Danby Castle soon. But what should be absolutely great post-match podcast with Rob Veer, who's over. Cannot wait. So way back here in about ten seconds. Get in. We're back in the Demi Castle for post match show. Um, there's a lot of people who want to talk about this win. All of a sudden, no one's here for the one ones against Forest or the, the losses to Villa. Um, but we've got a cast of about eight or nine, I'd probably guess. But the main man next to me is Rob Vera. His voice has gone a little bit. How are you feeling after that, mate? Oh, outstanding. I, I think my voice is still better than it was after the uh, Palace game a few years ago. So, yeah, no, it's great. No, outstanding. Um, I, I, to get a win uh, right before the break, uh, after four draws, you know, how we look at four draws is certainly influenced by the tail end of it, isn't it? Because now we go in with a win, and now it's five unbeaten, and it feels like five unbeaten. And so uh, six if you count the, yeah, the, the cup game. So, no, um, outstanding all around. Um, I, we'll, t- we'll go on to talk about it, but I just couldn't believe the difference in just the overall competency of the two parts of, of the two levels of the team, the midfield and the defense, compared to last season, it feels very night and day. And, and you certainly saw that uh, in terms of the result today. And it feels like they've been building towards this. Uh, but, but uh, you know, obviously there's still work to do in some areas, but outstanding result today. Good win against a good side. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's hard to feel like anything but, uh, uh, anything but encouraged going into a break like this. And, and now we've just got to come out the other side, hopefully with Pickford and Calvert-Lewin fully, fully fit, and, and then we'll see where we go from there. Yeah, uh, Warren Doyle, uh, I think we probably could have played, well, we have played, probably played better at times this season, I think, than we maybe did today. But that win's been coming for a while, and, you know, the lads dug in. He deserved it. And it was very, it reminded me quite a lot of some of the wins we had on David Moyes late in his Everton career, where we weren't quite at it. The opposition had a few little goes, but we dug in, we hung in. And we just got over the line somehow, some way. Yeah, it was a it was a good gritty performance, and I think that if we didn't win today, you start looking at it going, well, "When's the first win going to come?" So I think that's a monkey off the back now that we've won that. The biggest thing for me was that midfield three, and you know we just looked solid. We looked tough to beat. And how many times could we say that last season? So the fact that we are looking more like a, a really structured side, good solid defence. You know, we still need we still need to be able to try and score going forward more goals because I think that's gonna that is gonna be ultimately our biggest weakness this season till we get Calvert Lewin back possibly. But we just look so much more solid with that midfield three. Anana, Awobi and Garner, I thought were brilliant today. I thought Tamari Gray had a great game as well today myself. I really did. I thought he was productive when he needed to be. But I mean Awobi, I mean, is there, has there ever been a bigger turnaround? <laughs> I know, I know it's being talked about ad nauseum now, but has there ever been a bigger turnaround in, in a central midfielder? And he's man of the match again today. Uh, Patterson outstanding. But yeah, I think, keep it simplified, I think that midfield three won us the game today. Outstanding performance. Uh, Adam Sutton, how are you feeling after that, mate? I think it's just so nice to have balance and a team that, well, especially two midfielders, three midfielders really, that want to come and get the ball off the back four. How many times last season and the past couple of seasons, actually, have you got Michael Keane or Mason Holgate or whoever it is playing in, in the back two, looking up, 
seeing nobody coming to show and then dinking the ball out of play. It's the likes of Idrissa Gay. I think we've spoke about it. It was a good signing, was it? One that's going to really excite us, but it's a signing that was needed and it's yeah. proven its dividends already, isn't it? And if you look at him, who's obviously your quality and experience, Onana, who's exciting and, and will get there, and Alex Awobi, who is just the best midfielder in the world at the moment. <laughs> so, all in all, top performance, 1-0, get into a break now, get the lads back and start to build on it because I think it's this, this period, and I think you mentioned it just then, Matt, there's periods of, of this season where we've probably played a lot better and come away with nothing, whereas those types of results are the best ones because it doesn't just build in terms of confidence, it builds in terms of points and getting yourself up that table. Yeah, Les Roberts as well. Um, I think like the thing that was like different to the game against them last season was like their midfield dominated us, didn't they? Rice and Suchek that day, and like we had Alan and Decore, and we, we were feeling quite good about those two at the time. But I think you look at the three we had in there today, in particular, and the way in which they got around them, they smothered them, they stopped them from playing. It was night and day, wasn't it? It was, and I just want to crack this joke again that today we got past packets of rice in midfield. Sorry. <laughs> um, I did that on my, on my bag before it went down just as well. Is that the All right, all right. Let, let's not drag me into a conversation about booing, please, after last week. Paketa <laughs> was undies, by the way. Absolutely awful. Oh, yeah. didn't notice him at all. It was, um, but yeah, it, it's like, there was mixed feelings about the end of the transfer window and it was sort of like, you know, we didn't, sign, we didn't really sign the attacker we probably wanted to sign. It was a bit underwhelming, but... It's plugged a lot of gaps because that defence in that midfield, as you say, it's night and day from last season. Uh, we dominated that midfield. My only gripe from today was that the Corey came on instead of Tom Davis. I think Tom Davis is ahead uh, is ahead now. In the, the height, he wants a height from set pieces and stuff. So we're getting like quite a lot of corners, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, p- potentially, I suppose. Yeah, but I think he made about four misplaced passes when he came on. He's just I don't know. He's he's not the player we we we, we used to, is he at all? Um, but yeah, it's just you know we. We looked like the whole game was totally in control. My only concern was the final third. We weren't really going to make it happen, and it didn't really click at all. I thought the Mardi Gray had a good game as well, but it wasn't really like there was nothing really clicking until the one chance that Mope had, who again ran his plums off all yeah. game and was sound. And um, then sat, sat in the park end. It was one of them. Where as soon as it leaves his foot, when you're behind the goal, I'm sure you've seen from the street end, you've seen it down the other end, where it's an opposition, Drogba probably, where it's left his foot and you're like, yeah, that's in. It was one of them where it left his foot like, that's in. It was, uh, it was great and it is, it's just nice to have a clean sheet and that three points and the home win. There's a lot of monkeys off the back today with that yeah. game. It's, um, yeah, it's really nice and it puts us in a good position now. It's, it's, it was a very satisfying win, yeah. When you're in the position to argue about whether Davies, Decore, or you know maybe Allen, if he ever gets played again, is the one to come off your bench, that right there is a testament to the level up that the midfield has taken in terms of the starting caliber players. And we, we were talking about this on the way out of the ground. Like I, I don't know what is more remarkable that they've been able to transform the midfield this quickly or that it took this many years to get (laughs) to this point um i I don't know one of them is damning and one of them is very impressive but it's really just hard to argue with the results you can say chicken or egg the defense is helping the the midfield improve the midfield's helping the defense it's a symbiotic relationship and it's just it it just gives you so much more faith in the product of everton uh, to see this much solidity for the first time in what seems like a decade. Yeah. Um, Keith, talk about the match winner, Neil Mopay. Uh, 
like like Les said, ran his plums off all day. And I guess I've seen some of these before. Like he's not the player I thought we were getting. Like I thought he was like a bit quicker. He'd run the channels a bit more. But giving him into feet around the box, his link play is great. Technically, he's fantastic. And summit that wasn't it. I tell you what, that man has earned his underberg tonight, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's drinking when he gets home. Oh, he'll, he'll be having an underberg or two. Um, do you know what? For me, very different stature of player, and very. Um, you don't think it automatically of him, but he's much like uh, Marcus Bent was for us in 0405. In that he'll come in. He's not a fashionable striker. He's not going to score you 30 yard worldies but he'll run his bollocks off from the first minute to the last. And like you saw, he covered 12K in the derby. I'd be surprised if he's done less today. Right? You need that. If if you're going to have a three-man midfield and a three-man attack, you need all six of them to press hard, fast, straight on the ball. Don't give them a chance to play and set and play play through your lines. And that's what we did today. Um, I thought Mopé pressed well. Damari Gray pressed very well. Yeah. I think his final ball was lacking a couple of times. I thought Gordon was poor going forwards, but he was all right defensively. Great, there's, there's a couple he put across the edge of the box. It's like if Carl Lewin's playing, he's, he's, you can see him yeah. sliding in on the end of that. Very yeah. frustrating, the balls that go past, whistle past the back post yeah. and there's no one sliding in, no one's taking that gamble. Um, the midfield three is designed to press. Like There was never a moment where Declan Rice had time in midfield yeah. to get the ball and get his head up and pick a pass. There was always one of the three midfielders on his toes. Um, and it's, I think it's, it's a good sign going forward. If that's how we're going to set up and that's how we're going to play, and especially with the new five subs rule coming in, when... You're able to I'll run. Us today, didn't when you're a, yeah, when you're able to run your legs off for 65, 70 minutes, and then bring on a fresh set of legs. Like like's been said earlier, Davis was the sub probably for in terms of legs. I get why like Dakure's got the height. I don't think he actually won a header while he was on the pitch, <laughs> but he does have the height. Um, what I will say in terms of height and in terms of winning headers today, Onana was to coin a terrible phrase head and shoulders above he was he was very Fellaini early days Fellaini today he was, wasn't he, he was very Fellaini today he was he won every for, like every header he challenged for he won but he didn't just head it off aimlessly they were knocked down headers so that Gay and Iwobi could get on the ball I think I think we'll um, I think we'll do alright with this set up going forward get Pickford back in get Calvert-Lewin back in we'll be sound I agree Mick as well you were dead impressed with Mopey today weren't you oh yeah he was he was very very good. I think um, I think generally speaking, I think I mentioned on the weekly um, last week. I think today was one of those games that kind of he kind of really over over like overviews like how we really see how the, the season's gone so far. You know, we lose today, and I think people start to the, the narrative starts to go quite negatively. Whereas we win, you know, with five or six games unbeaten, you start to look maybe you know we beat Southampton, which it's difficult, but we can win. That's seven games unbeaten, another win on the board. Um, it kind of changes the pictures of where the season was. It was important that we won today. I don't think we were excellent, but if you can't be excellent, if you can't be perfect, be lucky. And I think we're times we were a little bit lucky. And we've missed that previously. It was a little bit like some of the Ancelotti performances in the past. We weren't brilliant, but like we scored when it matters. And really, I think when we went one nil up, maybe it was because it was a Moyes team. I didn't really think we were going to concede again. Maybe that was a bit of naivety of me, but 
you know, I think quite a lot of people have, you know, shout out Warpay, you know, just again, again, another one, perfect, Onana and Warpay, but I think, I think Cody and Tarkowski and Patterson as well, yeah. and Mikhailenko, even Begovic, the whole back five, didn't have a lot to do, but when they did it, I thought they were outstanding. Um, ultimately, though, we've got to win, and um, in the similar vein to other field with people, the monkeys off the back we've got three points on the board and I think we're like 12th, 13th instead yeah. of 17th and all of a sudden we're like three points off fifth yeah. <laughs> 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 Conference League here we come yeah. uh, Matt is, is Frank Lampard's best characteristic that he's managed to jinx the goalposts in our favour somehow because I think that's seven times in four games that the opposition teams hit the post um, so I mean we'll take it won't we I think it's more of a case of we're, we're limiting the opposition to half chances and I always repeat it if you hit the woodwork it's not a shot on target so we're limiting them to shots off target they can hit the woodwork or can sail over the bar it's the same thing when it comes to the stats and the way they're set up we're not just hard to beat we're hard to score against like, we, we, I mean, obviously, like me and Rob have spoken about some this. goal today, to be fair. I mean, that got in, wasn't it? Like, that, the one that hit the post. I thought it was going to clip the post and creep in. Come on, shin. Shin it. Shin it yards. But, you know, it's, it's an if, it's an if maybe it's, it didn't happen. So, we're here laughing. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, we, we just... Me and Rob have spoken about, like, the... XG against and all that and how we may have appeared to be right now look this season but I think it sort of speaks to a bigger mentality that the, the managers installed in the players and I think the thing that sums it up for this game today is when we scored because it's been a long standing Everton thing that that 10 minutes after half time is when we've been the most vulnerable so many times we've given up a goal there we were the ones to score today and it just it, did, it didn't feel quite Everton as I've known it it's it, it feels like a lot of things have kind of been turned on their head and we were going through the players there saying oh you know we had Davis to come on we had the goals to come on we've got a bit of strength and depth blah blah we had written all them players off six weeks ago we were ready to clear out the entire squad but now we're like well actually you know they're, they're not so bad and again I think that's just massive credit needs to go to the manager because I said before this season started I thought we wouldn't be in as bad a position as we were last year because all Frank Lampard had to do was raise everyone's game by 10% and then that would get us to that covers at 14th place or whatever <laughs> you know what I mean sweet sweet boring season <laughs> and I think he's done that and more I really do like to a man every single one of them players looks like they are playing with comp even though we weren't getting the results until today we were getting a few draws and stuff like that we have been moving in the right direction but every single one of them players are playing with confidence and they're playing with the chest out and if you were to look at them you think they won five on the spin is that made up? I think in terms of what the recruitment side of things and just coming into the season now is that you talk about strength and depth but got lads looking round there now your decores or you, even you can look at the front three Gray Gordon you're actually being picked because you're playing well you're not being picked because there's no one else to come in Tom Davis and Alan and, and Decore last season it, it took Fabian Delph to strap his legs together and hop for five games for us to actually have some form of competition in midfield and, and what's, what it's come to now is that 
we've got players who are being pushed by the manager, being pushed by uh, other other players, and, and they're having to perform, or else they're not in. And I, if you look at Dwight McNeil, you can look at him as a, a bit of a big signing for Everton over the summer, but he's getting kept out of the team by two other lads. But all the more better for, for Everton, really, because then you've got quality to come on, and you've got lads who are motivated by having to keep the shirt. And if you're not keep, if you're not playing well, then it can be changed very quickly. Does anyone want to talk about Alex Iwobi and tell me what's happened? Like, because I, 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 I was watching him today, I was like, I can't believe this lad 18 months ago was like, sort of held up as like the figure of all that's gone wrong with this football club. Yeah. And now he is genuinely one of the best midfielders in the league. I think what's happened is he's woke up one morning and realised that he's been putting his shoes on the wrong feet for the last year. <laughs> and he's, he's swapped them round and he's just gone... This makes so much sense. Do you know what it is? He's a confidence player. He's the very definition of a confidence player. And he came into a team that wasn't really doing great. Like Everton have never really overperformed while Awobi's been here. He's been a bit part player. He was shunted out onto the wing. He was like they played him at wing back and all sorts. And it's just it's never really happened for him for one reason or, or another. Until Lampard stuck him in midfield towards the end of last year, more through like necessity than anything else, and he's just he's taken his chance and he seized it with both hands and he's shown that he is he's probably one of the form centre midfielders in the league Absolutely, right now. Yeah. I don't think that's an exaggeration to say. Like he's not a world class footballer like the likes of De Bruyne and whatnot who play centre mid, but he's that player that every team needs in that he will do the dirty work all day long but he does it and he makes it look really good when he does it like he'll chase back 40 yards but then when he wins the ball he'll do a little pirouette a little skill move to get out of trouble carry the ball 10 yards up the field and every single time this is the big thing with Alex Iwobi every single pass he makes is positive and the vast majority of them are adventurous like he'll see a ball on that no one else has seen and it cuts the lines and it gets the ball 30 yards up the pitch into the striker's feet, into the winger's feet out on the touchline. And that's hugely important and a very underrated characteristic, I think. Yeah. I, I think with Awobi too that it, it's, hard to, uh, it's hard sometimes, and I think I go through this phenomenon every time I, I've been over because they're, they're seeing these players on television and then they're seeing all the things you don't see in person today and you know we have these very uh talk radio friendly talk sportish uh debates about captaincy and you know who's the captain and what does that mean etc but what everton have been lacking in general is leadership across the board throughout the squad not not just one single player who is going to be responsible for settling everything down and with a Wobie, he seems to impact things not just with his play, but with his demeanor, with the fact that he wants the ball, with the fact that when Patterson and, and Gordon are going at each other after, after a blown assignment, and they're, they're just, you know, you have a cooler head like a Wobie stepping between them yeah. and saying, you know, guys, it's okay, let's calm down, let's keep going forward. I don't, I'm not here for the captaincy argument. What I am here is for players who find ways to lead in ways that are both big and small, substantial and intangible. And I think that Alex Iwobi not only is elevating the overall play of, of the squad, the midfield, etc., but we've oftentimes fallen into the trap of 
evaluating uh, players, especially young players that come in, and are they going to just figure it out, like as if they only develop in a vacuum? One of the things that excites me so much about Onana, for instance, is not just that he's a quality player who I think will be good, but that he is surrounded by an Alex Awobi, that he is surrounded by, in this case now, an, an Idrissa Ghana Gay. I can't think of a better environment in terms of giving someone significant minutes that you want to develop as part of your future than to be playing with a player of the present like Alex Iwobi right now. And 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 from that standpoint, uh, I'll go ahead and throw this out because I knew I was going to say this at least once today, and seeing this certainly validated it more. Give Alex Iwobi a new contract. He's going to be at 18 months in January. I don't want to hear about how much he's making. We need to secure him to better terms. Reward him. He... We, we wanted Pickford. I remember Jordan Pickford when we all said, well, let's see if he can keep this form up. He kept it for such a sustained period of time that now it's just a given that, of course, you would give him a new deal. I think Alex Wobie has shown that this is not a fluke. He is really playing to this level. He deserves a new deal, and he's certainly elevating Everton at the moment. There's, there's a few things, Matt, for me with the Wobie. Um, there was a quote last season, I think he said about... He was, he was the regular boo boy, wasn't he? He was the one who all the fans were like... If this is all we've got, we're going nowhere. And he played well in a, he had a, he, he had a bit of good form, he played well in a few good games. And um, he said, I misplaced the pass, but the crowd recognised that I was trying to do something positive. Yeah. And he, it was almost as if it was the penny drop moment for him. It was like, if I work hard there, I, I, I'll get a pass from the fans. I think the second thing was the Newcastle goal. I think the wave of optimism after that goal and the fact that he scored it did them a world of good. And I think the final thing, and Matt alluded to this earlier, I think Lampard's managerial and coaching ability to get the best out of Wobie, the fact that he's playing forward passes and not negative backward passes all the time. And he, he, compliments, he compliments that midfield, Rob said then, you know, he compliments the, the youth in Anana and the experience in, in Ghana Gay. I, I, you know, I, I said earlier, I can't think of a player in my lifetime who's gone from being the regular like I can't believe he's playing for us to now being an absolute shoo-in for he's got to be on the team and he, again on Sunday I don't think he did anything amazing today but he did he did enough to be man of the match and Keith said earlier about you know he was found wanting sometimes on the wing. Well, that's up today when Decore come on. He put a Wobie on the wing. It was great. <laughs> and it says so much about his confidence that he did a great job on the wing as well. So he's the first name on the team. She said, I'm, I'm just so happy for him that he's turned things around. And what a, what a player we've got. He, he's, he's genuinely one of the best midfielders in the league at the minute on current form. There's a, a feeling, I think, now, especially from a lot of the points the lads have said, and you can just sense it within you know, the Everton community, whether it's online or in real life, that we're starting to look ahead of ourselves now. We're starting to look upwards instead of over our shoulders at teams that, where are we going to pick up a point against these or are these going to start to you know, hit a bit of form? It's Everton now starting to win games for themselves almost really and, and start to try and climb up that league, which is something we haven't said for a long, long time. Everton are progressing now. And I've said it numerous times, it, that comes with a style of play, it comes with a vision and it comes with a formation or a way of playing, however you want to put it, that is meant. <laughs> and that's the end of my sentence, really. It looks like we have a clear plan here and it's not just square pegs, round holes, it's not just make do and see how we get on. This is something that Frank Lampard and Kevin Thelwell 
and the staff at Everton now are starting to really make into a well-oiled machine and if we can continue to do so we'll go from saying don't know where the next points are coming from to do you know what a fancy is to go down there and get all three or a fancy is to, to go on a bit of a run or exactly or get into a position where we're starting to get results where last season we'd written them off and it's just really nice to see and I think again it just comes from a number of factors around the club and on the pitch they all seem to be coming together um, just a couple of other things to finish off Mick um, you mentioned you know Keith Smith showing a stats there about how good Everson's defending is I think only Brighton have conceded fewer goals in the league this season um, Begovic today as well really good wasn't he everything he had to do he did really well and he was comfortable and I, I there wasn't other than like the first set piece where you're like this is this is a test you know what I mean yeah. It was, he was sound the whole game. I don't. I think, and to be fair, the one of the things I was really impressed by, and I thought we'd kind of miss without Pickford was his, was his kicking. Um, like I think with Pickford, like usually, one of the things like he's kind of really like I don't know looked out for is you know is playing out from the back, and that wasn't Miss Begovic was completely sound with it, and I think probably maybe if it was twelve months ago. With with Michael Keane and Ben Godfrey or Mason Holgate in front of him, it would have been a complete, like, would have been a very different situation. I don't know if already like shouted them out, you could say, but like I think that that's a big thing you get from from Cody and Tarkowski again. You saw it all day. The communication, that you know, the the, the, the times that they, they are actively bringing Patterson and Mikalenko through the game, and then same with same with Onana, and then the same with the, the you know the battering the referee during the game. It's something I think we've missed. For years, I know it's a very obvious thing, but it's those tiny things that do make a difference. And um, as someone who was critical of the Cody signing, don't don't tell Rob I said that. Um, I think he's I think he's, he's been really really good. I'm surprised he was captain today. By the way, I thought Tarkowski would get it, but um, but yeah, both of them were excellent, and, and so was Begovic. Make a passing, Keith. Have we shared? Honestly, yet, by the way? have we shared? With Honest- What's this? No, Nathan, that, that chance Cornet had that looked like it got fluffed there, Patterson got a toe on that, and that's what kept that kept it kept the game uh, from, from leveling up. But, yeah, no, Patterson. Honestly, so I said to a lot of people, we need to be patient with Nathan Patterson. Um, he's young, he's raw, he hasn't played a lot of first-team games. I think at this point, it's safe to say we don't have to be patient anymore. No. <laughs> right? Yeah. Genuinely, we have got potentially a superstar on our hands there he is he's got everything that i would ever want from an everton defender an everton fullback in that he's he's quick he's energetic he's strong he's aggressive and he doesn't take any shit from anyone you look there was a couple of times today michael antonio tried to muscle him off the ball now he's not a small lad, let's be honest. <laughs> right? Patterson held Patterson held him off the ball, even going so far as to like shoulder him away from the ball to roll it out of play. He did the same a, a few times. Carrying the ball forward, he's so quick getting forward that he drags the whole game up with him. Like the game, everyone else has to keep pace with him and he takes the whole we could be, he could pick the ball up. 30 yards out from our goal and next thing you know he's 10, 15, 20 yards inside their half that's what Coleman used to do wasn't it yeah like when he was younger yeah, yeah. like Coleman obviously Coleman was a great fullback forever I mean, he's been a very good fullback but you've seen his legs have gone and he, he didn't have what he used to have 
So it was important that we got a player in that mould that's going to carry Everton up the pitch, that's going to like get the fans all out of their seats and excited about watching someone sprinting down the wing. And you see a few of the crosses he put in today were ridiculous. West Ham, I, I've got to give them credit, they defended crosses very well today, West Ham. They attacked everything. They were, if you chuck Calvert-Lewin into the equation there as a potential target for the headers, I think those two will combine quite a few times this season when he gets back in. But he's genuine he's genuinely like growing into one of my favourite players for Everton right now. And we've spoken about it numerous times and it's like such a, a double-edged sword really when as Evertonians we watch players like Seamus Coleman or like Leon Osman if you think back a little bit further where they were emotional in terms of wanting to win but also you could feel when there was certain games or certain aspects of a game where it would get the better of them and the prime example for me on the pitch today is Idrissa Gay where he couldn't care less about who he's playing for there you know Everton don't matter he's just a robot and you look at the best teams in the world they're all robots they've got no emotion they don't seem to get done by an atmosphere or by any form of I don't know as I say a game going either way or being under pressure and the perfect example I think Nathan Patterson is a bit of a robot actually is it cold isn't he it, it, it is it's it aggressive but like cold when he's thinking and stuff it, it's, it's a way in which a team becomes successful because it's a job and Nathan Patterson's just doing his job Adrissa Gay just does his job at times that season you look at Seamus Coleman and I felt sorry for the man because it's more than a job to him this is his life and Everton have had players over the years, especially you know the likes of Michael Keane. You look around, even after Lyda Corey at times that season, it, it meant so much to him. And in a way, it, it's probably it it, pull, it it holds them back essentially. And it, all it takes for Everton is to get the recruitment right and to get lads in who are going to perform at a good level week on week. And any stadium, any form of position we find ourselves in in a game, you just carry on doing your job. Nathan Patterson did his job to, to the best of his ability today and that's exactly what happens when you, you set your stall out you defend well you know what you're good at and you stick to your guns and, and again the likes of him Adrissa Gay and then you look around at the team and, and people are starting to get the levels raised by these lads because as I say the recruitment's been brilliant because we've strengthened but we've also brought in players who are going to lead us and those two at the back for me have proven me wrong massively there we go there we go After that, I'm absolutely delighted that Rob Vera's come over oh, all this way, seeing a win, 
and he's had a good weekend. That's all that matters. Party to me. tonight, away now. Yeah, he can party tonight. Uh, Stat of the day again: uh, three and one with Rob Vera at Goodison <laughs> Park. Champions League form. Um, you know, I can't do. Coming uh, crowdfunding. I can't. Yeah, day. I was gonna say I can't do. I mean, I may not do funny bits online, but if you want to crowdfund me for more visits. <laughs> Across the sea to, to see this team, uh, you saw me now. But no, I look. The it, it, it is so, um, and I and I'm sure we've said this before. We probably said this even after Palace. But um, as as much as certain issues with the squad can at times feel terminal, especially with Everton, where they've had the same season so many seasons in a row. It, we have noticed, and, and today was a testament to it, that things can change really quickly with sound decision-making, <laughs> uh, a sound director of football, sound management, and so on. Um, you know, job's not done. It's very early. But, again, and we, we kind of bookended from the beginning. A win, a win today solidifies how we felt about this start, especially about the overall streak going into this game. And so, you know, from that standpoint, I think that there's a lot of good to take away from it. And uh, again, once again, it's just it's just nice to be back at Goodison. It's nice to feel this feeling. It's nice to be amongst friends again and uh, up the toffees. Up the toffees indeed, we'll leave it there. Uh, we are in the Denby Castle as ever. It's about to go off. It's going to be a disco. It's going to be responsible by the Denby Castle and Underberg. Underberg! Which, which everybody is drinking right now uh, and everyone it's really nice so uh, if you see it anywhere go and get it it's lovely stuff um, so we're going to have an underbed to celebrate we're in the Denby uh, <laughs> you want to come up yeah yeah it's nice honestly <laughs> but we'll leave it there uh, cheers to everyone who came on the, the pod today um, we've got a great night uh, up the softies we'll speak to you again soon Podcast Network.